There is no more bubble watch needed. The Hoosiers are going dancing, and it all comes as a result of them upending uh, Illinois, top-seeded Illinois on Friday in one of the most fun games (laughs) that uh, I can remember. There is so much to talk about in the aftermath of that one, and we're going to jump on all of it today. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? This is a a special show and one I am very glad that I have to make. I don't even feel like I have to make it. One that I'm very glad to be here talking to you guys about. It's Saturday. Uh, Obviously, we don't normally do this, but when you beat the top-seeded team in the Big Ten tournament, To secure your spot in the NCAA tournament, I think that warrants an emergency episode. It's Locked on Hoosiers, as always. I'm your host, Jacob Rude. I want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every day, even on a weekend. Joining me, as always, after these big wins is Jared. Jared, my man, you committed to the bit. You did not watch the game today. Uh, What, uh, what, oh, there we go. What, uh, what were those emotions like? Uh, panic, um, more panic, uh, a little <laughs> bit more panic, um, especially, uh, especially keeping an eye on, um, on that Texas A&M score, watching them roll, uh, through Auburn, knowing they're another bubble team that we had to be worried about, um, was freaking out about that. But I mean, this was the antithesis to yesterday's game. Uh, this was a full 40 minutes from the Hoosiers. Um, I We were both a little bit worried yesterday about them um, even coming in hot, um, having an okay start, and then Illinois brushing off a little bit of the rust um, and, and coming out in the second half. But, man, that was, that was an awesome performance. I was panicking the whole time. I was not prepared at all to talk about an Illinois loss and an Indiana win today. Uh, we we felt after after yesterday, even we were playing uh, with a little bit of house money. Uh, if you go by Joe Lenardi's uh, bracket, that we we certainly were not playing yeah. with house money. <laughs> depending on, depending on which bracketologist you decide to listen to, we were probably not playing with house money. But they came in and in a game that now feels a little bit more like it was a must win than it did uh, when we woke up this morning. And man, that was, that was awesome. That was just awesome. Uh, I don't know if it was a must win, but they won it. So, and I feel a lot better. Uh, It would have been really close without it. It's I, I don't think it is close. We'll, we'll dive in that now. I think the Hoosiers are, are certainly in, but we'll, excuse me, we'll dive into that later. Before we go into detail on all this, uh, if you guys haven't already, subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. We're streaming this live on YouTube as we record. Um, you guys can hop on in and make sure you're subscribed over there so that you get uh, you're able to to join and and chat and um, watch this as we stream it live. So. 
in case you missed it, <laughs> um, I feel I feel sorry for you, but the Hoosiers win 65 to 63 over number one Illinois. Um, it was a remarkable defensive effort, but it was I I you have to start this game with Trace Jackson Davis, who was as good as he's been. I know he's had better statistical games, but considering he's coming up against Kofi Coburn, considering what how many problems Coburn has given him throughout his time at IU, he goes toe-to-toe with Coburn. Uh, Trace finishes with 21.7 rebounds, had all the big buckets late, and uh, guided this Hoosier team offensively to the win. Uh, but it also came on a stellar defensive effort. Illinois shot 35% from the field, and that's even with Coburn going 8 of 13. Outside of him, Illinois shot 12 of 43 from the field. Uh, they shot 15 of 23 at the line, um, and that, again, comes with Coburn a 67% three or, uh, excuse me, free throw shooter going seven of eight. So IU absolutely clamped down on everyone not named Kofi Coburn. And that's what they said their strategy was after the game uh, was to make it difficult for him, which they did, but um, clamp down on everyone else and trust that Trace and can outduel Coburn. And it worked. And for Trace to, he said after the game that it was the Illinois game in the regular season that really sapped his confidence for him to come back in this moment uh, against this team, against that opponent, to have this performance is – I mean, we said yesterday it was a legacy game. I don't even know what you described this one. Like, he is, like, cemented into uh, the fabric of Indiana basketball now. Yeah, and the thing that you also need to talk about, and obviously it was addressed in the post game uh, pretty famously at this point, I think the clip's gone a little bit viral, um, is that now of the last available uh, 64 minutes of basketball, Trace Jackson Davis has been on the court for yeah. 60 of them. Uh, he only sat four minutes today. Um, Mike Wood- Woodson said, you know, he's he's 20 years old. He should have some legs underneath him, basically. Uh, but he, I, I mean, he using, it, it's not easy as Indiana basketball can tell you, especially when it comes to like, let's just say going to Wisconsin, it's not easy to get rid of your demons. It's not. And to stare down Kofi Coburn in the face, um, to stare down a team that played traditionally very strong defense against him, like he said himself, took his confidence away, um, and then come out and have the performance he did. It's just, it's the stuff of legends. It's the stuff of legends. And, Look, we're not talking about a one or a two seed Indiana team, but we're talking about getting out of a ditch that Indiana basketball is just not used to having. It's just not used to being in a rut like this. And when you're in that rut, you need to be able to turn to your best players and have them be leaders, you know, leaders by example. And Trace using yesterday's performance as sort of a a, a vault into today's game um, and just coming in with all the confidence in the world, all the... Whatever Mike Woodson said to him at halftime of the Michigan game, he's got to say it. I want him to say it to me. 
I want him to say it to me. I want to wait. I want. I want that to be my alarm in the morning. I wake up. I hear whatever Mike Woodson said to Trace Jackson Davis, and then I just attack the day because whatever he said could not be working any better. And this kid, this kid is just such so 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 special. He's a special basketball player. He's a special Hoosier. Um, he joined an exclusive club. I don't have the exact numbers on me. Um, but he's the second Indiana player ever to have, I think, like 2,500 points. 1,500 points, 750 rebounds. rebounds, 150 blocks, him and Alan Henderson, and that is it. Ridiculous. I, I mean, that's just obscene. So he is beyond special. He deserved a game like today. Um, and look, you, you can deserve a game like today and then not have that game. And he deserved it. And then he showed that he earned it and he went out there and he grit and he ground and he was the best basketball player on the court yet again. And how many times this season has Trace Jackson Davis been the best basketball player on the court? Winner? And it's been a topic that he kind of addressed as well that, and we've talked about it here, him not performing well against some of these other bigs against Coburn. He's never performed well against, against uh, Zach Eady in that first matchup against Purdue. Um, against some of those taller, more just large bigs, he he hasn't played well. Now, over the last three halves against Coburn, a first-team All-Big Ten player, and Hunter Dickinson, a second-team All-Big Ten player, he has 40 points. He has just obliterated all those narratives about him and in the process has exercised a lot of demons for the Hoosiers in the Big Ten tournament changed the trajectory of Mike Woodson's tenure. Not that it was going downward, but it had kind of flatlined a little bit at the end of the season. There's no flatline now. This team is alive and well, and they're going to be playing next week as well. Uh, we I want to talk about the defense as well, and uh, Xavier Johnson, a couple other guys that uh, stepped up. Before we jump into any of that, though, this is a time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Um, the best part about Built Bars is that they are covered in 100% real chocolate. They strive to make these bars tasty, and then they figure out how to make them healthy. And healthy they are. They are high in protein, low in calorie, high in fiber, low in carbs. You're looking at about 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein in each Built Bar. Uh, my favorite flavor is cookies and cream. They also have mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, raspberry. Uh, if you think that there's a flavor that is good, Built Bar probably has it, and it's healthy for you. So head on over to Built.com. Uh, once you guys decide which one that you want, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15. For fifteen percent off at built.com. Thanks again for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. Make sure to check out the Locked On Bracket breakdown on March fourteenth, right here on the Locked On Hoosiers podcast feed and YouTube channel. That's a lot more fun of an ad read to uh, to do now that I know I was going to be in that. Uh, college basketball experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton. And betting expert Lee Sterling give you all or give you an in-depth breakdown on every single 
matchup, a matchup that is going to include the Hoosiers now. We'll talk about that here in a bit. First, we need to talk about this defense that was suffocating on, as as they said, the game plan was everybody but Kofi Coburn, and it's hard to stop a guy like Coburn. But the rest of the team shoots 12 of 43 from the field. Um, they did knock down eight three-pointers on 22 attempts, which is a much better percentage than uh, in Assembly Hall, which I don't know that uh, Illinois was ever going to shoot that good again. But um, this defense has been the kind of guide for this team throughout the season. For them to show up in the last three halves as well, how huge has that been for this uh, for this team? I mean, it's been the springboard for these last two performances has been their defense. I mean, again, you know, you talk about in the Michigan game, the 31 to nine run, you know, that doesn't happen, you know, without giving up nine points in, in 15 minutes or, or, or whatever that time frame was. Um, you talk about limiting, you know, limiting the options outside of Kofi today. They did that to a T. I mean, the execution has been nothing short of phenomenal. And the execution and the effort are really just tied in between, uh, t- tied together. I mean, the everyone is hustling, everyone's diving for balls. I mean, you could even see the, the, the honestly, the perfect example is with 1.7 seconds left. Trace Jackson Davis misses the second free throw, and Race Thompson is still hustling, still being a nuisance, still being a menace. Illinois didn't even touch the, barely even touch the ball after that free throw because of just the effort that he exuded. And, and that just sums up this team and, and sums up what Mike Woodson wants them to do on, on the defensive side and how to bring out that effort. And, I mean, look, Illinois was horrible at the rim today. I, I mean, they were just atrocious shooting the ball at the rim. I know they were going to regress to the mean a little bit, but that was a little extreme. Uh, but that's not Indiana's fault. And even, you know, even, even – at the end of the game, when they uh, when they got that layup opportunity, it was a contested layup. Was it the hardest shot in the world? No, I won't pretend that it was. But the effort was there, the positioning was there. Very rarely were guys got, were guys caught out. I think they said, uh, I think one of the Illinois players said at the after the game that the play was essentially designed to have a shooter in the corner. And the shooter wasn't there and there was some communication issue or there was, you know, someone wasn't there. But part of that comes down to the defensive execution. There was nobody open. There was nowhere to go regardless. And he took, you know, he took a shot that he wasn't prepared to take. And that's just that that's 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 not what you get at the college level from a lot of teams and a lot of players. And to see. Indiana go. I think the rotation went, uh, I think it went 10 deep today, uh, maybe 11 with Geronimo uh, uh, going out with an injury. But to see the entire team, that entire lineup, bring the effort, bring the energy was incredible. And again, it springboards another huge Indiana win. The rotation did go 10 deep. Durr and Bates both got in for a, a stint in that first half. Geronimo only plays nine minutes. There isn't an update on him, but if you watch back the celebrations at the end of the game, he's on the court. He's kind of jogging around. You don't see much of a limp. Um, that was scary. That was a non-contact injury that looked like it could be a knee injury, looked like it could be an ankle injury. Just because he wasn't limping doesn't mean there isn't something there, but fingers crossed on that because he has become a pretty important role player for this team. But looking at the defense, I mean, 
you hold Trent Frazier to four of 10 shooting. You hold Alfonso Plummer to two of 12 shooting. Uh, Curbelo, Andre Curbelo was one of seven shooting. Those three guards combining to go, what is that, seven of 29 from the field? Job done. That's what you wanted. That's You mentioned that they struggled at the rim. They were 10 of 22 on layups and one of three on dunks. Uh, I would imagine most of those uh, layups were um, Kofi as well. They don't have individual kind of splits on that, but I would imagine most of those layups were Kofi as well. So um, IU had a game plan that they set out for, and they executed it. And those final two defensive possessions, the one with Frazier turning it over, uh, he credited Trace for kind of jabbing out and showing on that screen making him pass, and it was Hawkins who doesn't normally play in those moments necessarily. He was kind of a fill-in who, I mean, for as bad as everybody else shot, he was shooting out of his mind, a 26% three-point shooter that hit four of seven threes on the day. I thought I thought that was going to be what did NIU, but Frazier just tosses it out of bounds. No, no real pressure or anything. Uh, but it's because the defense is alert and ready. And then even as Miller Cop misses that free throw, I watched this back a couple times. Immediately, there's no panic. Everybody immediately picks up somebody. They're racing back down court. And as you said, they made it a contested. Trey Galloway made that a contested layup. And there were three Hoosiers there ready for the rebound. So it's just those fundamentals that have been drilled in all season long that in the biggest moment of the season when you have to get a win, that that's what they relied upon. And this defense has carried them throughout the year. The adage goes that the, the offense kind of comes and goes, but the defense will always travel. The defense has traveled all year long, and it traveled to Indianapolis for certain. And that is why the Hoosiers are going into the semifinal um, on Saturday uh, to face um, Iowa now. Yeah. And really quickly, I just want to bring up that obviously, you know, Illinois fans, I've seen them all over Twitter lambasting the, you know, the missed layups and this, that, and the other thing being bad at the rim. Um, I, I get it. At the same time, you're not the only team that shot yourselves in the foot. I mean, the, uh, the sequence with, with oh. race, with the bad turnover, the dribble off the knee on the fast break, um, and not to mention, you know, the, the the videos that are on social media of, you know, uh, of Indiana going getting ready to rebound and them just getting shoved underneath the basket uh, and no whistle going. I mean, like, it goes both ways. It goes both ways. So both teams had bad, you know, bad mistakes, shot themselves in the foot a little bit, especially down the stretch. But um, I, I just wanted to put that out there because I was I was really I was really annoyed when I saw the videos of our players getting manhandled under the rim. Um, but I, I just I just wanted to say that and I felt I feel bad even even bringing up the uh, the turnover and and the the, the two turnovers. That, but I, I I feel like I needed to address that was some PTSD really quickly. that I was expecting to cost Indiana. Race gets that turnover. Um, Illinois looked a lot like Indiana late in the game, just ball over their head, looking, trying to pass it into to Kofi and um, race tipped it away. Xavier tipped it back to race. And it's a man, a four on one break. And he hangs onto the ball and commits the charge. And the next possession, Trey Galloway uh, jumps the passing lane and 
gets into the open court for a layup and yeah, just dribbles it out of bounds. But you know what they did the next possession? Forced a shot clock violation. So that's the mental toughness of this team that uh, has come through all of the struggles throughout the year. So I promise So we're going to talk about Xavier Johnson now uh, here in just a moment. Uh, again, Vegas knew apparently because we kind of laughed at Illinois being a only a four point favorite. Vegas knew, I guess it's that time of year again, as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us from all the latest odds, contests, and player props. BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all the for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. This was not a Xavier Johnson game that he's had over the last five, six, seven games. Uh, he was he has 13 points on five of 15 shooting. Still was an incredibly impactful player. Six assists, four rebounds, and only one turnover with two steals. IU still doesn't win this game without Xavier Johnson out there today. No, and again, that's just the common theme. Um, the, he's he's just so good. He, I mean, he is he is so good. And even when he doesn't have those games and those big scoring bursts, I mean, you see it in the box score: six assists, four rebounds. He's still active. He's still all over. He still brings the energy. Um, and as we keep saying, team runs through Trace, but we don't execute without Xavier. Um, without without Xavier. Not even just playing the way he does, but without, you know, when that threat of him being there in this sort of hot zone isn't there, it just becomes give it a trace in the post. Um, So just even having him out there just opened up so much. But he, again, he played 36 minutes. Like he played played a full basketball game. Him and Trace each each led the Hoosiers in minutes at 36. Um, But he, would would you say he was the best? point guard on the floor i yeah. i think he's I been the best he's been probably the best point guard in the league for the last two weeks three weeks uh it's not a a league that has had particularly great point guard play this year but he's been the best point guard in the league for for a while now um he there's a a control to him now i'm not even sure if that's the right word but he plays under control more now than he did at the beginning of the year as well. There were, if you would have played this game in December uh, with kind of the physicality of it, with how much he was struggling, this would have went really bad for, for Xavier Johnson. There'd been more turnovers. There'd have been probably more missed shots and more fouls. He, he had three fouls, but he probably would have gotten into foul trouble as well. This game, he stayed the course. He had a big basket late, like through a, a contest right at the rim. He was as impactful as ever, despite only shooting five of 15 and 36 minutes. He's a plus seven. So in the four minutes that he didn't play, the Hoosiers were minus five. And that probably tells you a lot about his impact as well, because uh, 
only race Thompson had a better plus minus on the day race deserves some credit. You mentioned guys getting beaten up by Kofi Coburn seemed to always be race Thompson. I don't know why, but that man took an absolute beating today uh, underneath the basket. Um, I know he had the, that, that fast break that I'm glad we do not have to live to regret, but he also knocked down two three pointers, two really big three pointers, 10 points, nine rebounds, and all those glue plays mixed in between as well. One other person I want to highlight again, Trey Galloway. Uh, his impact came in a different way this time. Indiana really spread out things offensively and did more high ball screens than I can remember them doing maybe at any point this season. And it wasn't even just Xavier that was running them. Trey Galloway had more than a few drives right into the middle of the lane that he finished. One of them he didn't finish late in the game was still a good look. He finishes with eight points, four of six shooting, um, two rebounds, two assists, a steal. This team is different when um, when Trey Galloway's there. There was a tweet from Michael DeCourcy, who is the Big Ten Network's bracketologist, who said – how much better this IU team is uh, with Rob Finnessy and Xavier Johnson available. I With Rob Finnessy, Xavier Johnson, and Trey Galloway, because I think he's as impactful as anybody uh, on this roster outside of maybe Xavier and Trey Jackson Davis, it's not a coincidence that he's come back from injury and, again, not just immediately got back into the rotation, immediately closed two must-win games for the Hoosiers in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, I mean, and Mike Woodson in his post game, you know, shouted out how important the bench play is, and and there's no player that emphasizes that as much as Galloway in, in this moment. Um, just a complete performance from him again. Um, he doesn't need to play uh, 30, 35 minutes to have the impact uh, that he needs to have on this basketball team. Um, this is it was just such a special effort from them it, it really was just a special complete effort um from everybody on the court the bench you know the bench unit surviving is not something that happens earlier this season certainly does not happen um when Galloway is not in the lineup um so he, he was awesome tonight and I just want to I know this is an Indiana podcast but I do want to give a quick shout out to Andre Curbella with one of the oh, most beautiful yeah. passes that I have ever seen in college back it was Jalen Jalen's it was Jalen Suggs-esque it was Jalen Suggs-esque from last year I mean that was gorgeous but I, I just wanted to give that a shout out but man this Trey Galloway is an awesome basketball player he's he's not going to be the guy that's he's not going to go you know he's not going to go into the league and have a an impact there he's he's he, he reeks of four-year Hoosier I'll take it <laughs> reeks of, Riggs a four-year Hoosier, I will take it any day of the week. I mean, this is this just incredible effort always, never took his foot off the gas pedal. And, you know, it's sort of like it almost feels like he – like Trace leads with his performances. Xavier seems to sort of be a little bit of the voice of the team. Um, and then just behind the scenes is a guy like Galloway who's just – you know, he's our little Martha the Mop Lady. He he's, he's he cleans up nice, and, and that's exactly what this team needs, especially in you know come tournament. Some extreme time. Will Sheehy vibes from uh, 
from Trey Galloway on the I know they they don't play the same game but their their level of impact um on on teams is similar and yeah he was enormous you know what we don't have to do today we don't have to do any kind of bubble watch the Hoosiers are in the damn tournament um Joe Lenardi is is wild in a little bit right now uh he has the Hoosier still as one of the last four in if I'm being frank, I don't think there's any way a 20-win Indiana Big Ten team with now wins over Ohio State, over Purdue, over Illinois, over Michigan, I don't think there's any way they're even close to the bubble. And I would be stunned if they're even playing in Dayton at this point. And uh, Lenardi, like I said, still has the Hoosiers as the – third to last team in the tournament, which would have them playing in Dayton. Uh, Delphi Bracketology, who we've referenced a lot, honestly, they're more accurate than uh, than Joe Lenardi. They're more accurate than most places entirely. Um, they, they tweeted Indiana as dancing, and they don't even have Indiana in contention for a last four in spot. They think Indiana has jumped that um last four in there's no playing game that they're gonna have to play in Dayton obviously this is all kind of conjecture in until Sunday I think the the consensus is Indiana is going to be dancing do you think it's going to be in a play-in game or do you think this team has jumped just straight into the round of 64 I think they've played their way out of the play-in I think they've played their way out of the play, and I don't think that it's as much of a lock as I want it to be. Um, but that's just, I mean, again, it depends on what analyst you trust. It, it really just depends on what analyst you trust. If you ask any IU fan, you know, especially with the run of wins that we have, you know, our resume when it comes to those big wins is certainly going to be bigger than anybody in the last four in. Uh, it's certainly going to be bigger than that and certainly going to be better. So I personally think that they've played their way out. I know you think that as well. Uh, unfortunately, it's not up to us. I wish it was. <laughs> I wish I wish it was, but you know what? If they have to play in the play-in game, you know, so be it. You know, they had an extra they had an extra game in the Big Ten tournament, and look what where look at where they're at now. They're in the semifinals. Uh, so I don't think that it's the worst thing in the world i i don't think it, i don't think it is because at this point and this is the most i'm about to say the most dangerous <laughs> thing an indiana fan can ever possibly say but at this point i believe oh. in them and i i trust I, I know i know i know it's a mistake i already hate myself for it but Mike Woodson has these boys purring and playing exactly how they need to play at the end of the season. I mean, even like, even with the bad Rutgers loss at home, you know, beat Maryland, beat Minnesota, lose to Rutgers, barely lose at Purdue, beat Michigan, beat Illinois. He's got them playing their best basketball of the season in this stretch. And I am not so sure that I want to play Indiana in the tournament. I, I, my tone has shifted <laughs> drastically in the last 48 hours, mind you. Mind you. And look, they could come out tomorrow and lay an egg against Iowa. And it'll, you know, you know, Indiana, you know, Indiana Twitter will be will be devastated. It'll be like, oh God, this is this is the worst. Now they're gonna play in the playing game and they're gonna get waxed, and that's all anybody's gonna remember. But 
I, I, they're playing their best basketball of the season right now. Uh, the boys are purring. They're playing well on both ends of the court. Uh, it's great that it's not just, you know, one team or, you know, one side of the ball or the other that's on fire. Um, they're, they're playing very balanced, strong basketball. And look, again, those two losses at the end of the season to Rutgers and Purdue, a combined five points. I mean, we're talking about a team that is five points away from being on an incredible streak at the end of the season. And you know what happens when teams get hot in conference tournament time, you know, and I'm not going to say what happens. I just want you to, I need you to know what happens. You really want to get optimistic. I mean, they played well in, in regulation in that Ohio state game and, uh, but we're not going to play a whole bunch of what ifs. This team is in, uh, they're in the tournament. I would be stunned, flabbergasted if they were not in the tournament. Uh, they are in the semifinals of the Big Ten tournament. They will play at one o'clock Saturday today, as uh, some of you are listening to this, against Iowa, who has been playing as well as anybody uh, in the country over the last stretch of games. Um, they have won, trying to do the math, seven of their last eight games. The only loss in there is Illinois. They scored 112 points against Northwestern on Thursday. They beat Rutgers by 10 on Friday. Uh, Ken Palm has them as a uh, 77 to 71 victor with a 30% chance of victory for Indiana. Uh, Bet online had the odd at odds at six and a half points. The good news is Indiana's playing with some house money now, and they spoke after the game as much relief as there is with seemingly getting that monkey off their back with the tournament. Um, they they still they said that they packed for four days that they're here to win a Big Ten tournament. What do you think the mindset of this team is going to be heading into this one? Mindset is they're playing loose. They're playing fun. They're playing good basketball. And like you said, they're playing with house money a little bit. I, I, I can't imagine that they will come in cocky and over, you know, Mike Woodson won't allow them to play anything other than the basketball that they have been playing. I mean, he, he just will not allow that. I think that's been pretty established at this point. So the mindset is this is just another basketball game. Let's go in, let's have some fun and let's come out with a win. And I think that's the mentality you need, especially in, you know, in tournament play. There is the possibility and this would kill me of an IU Purdue big 10 final. If Indiana wins (laughs) Purdue, as we're recording this, Purdue hasn't played. The possibility is out there for an IU-Purdue rubber match, Big Ten final. No, I'm curling up in a ball. I'm not watching that one, and uh, that would not be fun. That I forgot to do a halftime spaces today because I was way too anxious during this one. My vow to you guys is there is not going to be a – we're not going to do an emergency episode tomorrow, but there will be – a halftime spaces and probably a post game Twitter spaces to react to hopefully another win, but whatever happens react to that. So make sure you guys are following us on Twitter at L O underscore Hoosiers. Um, We will be back on Monday for sure. This time I know I said that after yesterday's episode for sure. This time we'll be back Monday to recap whatever else happens in this big 10 tournament. 
and where the Hoosiers land um, in the NCAA tournament, as well as the women's uh, tournament as well. The looks like two Hoosier teams are going to be dancing this year, so we're going to have a lot to talk about on Monday. Now for your second listen, head on over to the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Um, and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker and Ryan Tracy bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you guys get podcasts. Oh, let's, let's keep this run going. It's, it's been a fun one. Uh, it's been an exciting one and hopefully it's one that still has a couple games left in it. So uh, we'll be back on Monday. Be sure to subscribe. If you guys haven't already leave a rating and review most importantly, Have a great rest of your weekend. Let's go Hoosiers and Elio.